0: going on everybody it is Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, And full disclosure, uh, no, let me not do full disclosure yet. My name is Andre Anderson. I'm both host and founder of BSTL. And what does BSTL stand for? It stands for Building Something That Lasts. So now I'm ready for full disclosure. So, uh, you know, right before the break, um, I had put in some time uh, doing some pre-recordings, not knowing uh, that something was going to happen to me. And those that are a little bit more localized, you know that during this break, I got sick I got this thing uh, called diabetes that I'm uh, battling right now. So far, it seems like I'm winning. Um, I got this thing called Flatbush Diabetes. And uh, for those of you that want to Google it and look it up, I never heard about it until it happened to me. But it's a very interesting uh, thing, and maybe... Um, Me mentioning it here will help somebody to figure out how to beat it or get ahead of it. Um, But I'm doing all right. I I don't want to lock in on what is not. I want to lock in on what is. I'm alive and I'm happy to be alive. So thank you all for your prayers and your thoughts and your concerns uh, towards me. But I am getting better slowly but surely. So anyways, I want to get into this first recording for 2023. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about from dependence to independence, from dependence uh, to independence. I wanted to talk a little bit about this because I think this is one of those things that we don't talk about enough as a leader. You know, whenever we think about the leader, uh, generally speaking, when we watch movies or we read books about what really good leadership looks like, we generally find that there's somebody, whether it's a male or a female, they've they're alpha, they are smart, they are intelligent, they are innovative, and the list goes on and on. And what generally happens is that an entire movie or an entire plot um, is surrounded by us trying to watch and see what this leader is going to be doing over and over and over. And look, I'm all for the alpha leader. I'm all for the centrality of any plot where a leader is going to be highlighted and focused on as they kind of show us how they help to get the team through and over whatever the obstacles are. But here's one of the things that I have discovered, and um, you know, I think it's important that we talk about this. Is that great leadership has to move uh, people from being dependent to being independent. So let me just explain what I mean when I say that. Uh, we have created a, an entire culture around the type of leadership whereby if something happens to that leader, if they are unable to follow through, if they quit, if they move along, whatever the case may be, we have developed an entire leadership style around uh, the reality that we need those leaders to be there. And if they are not there, um, everybody gets nervous. Like, what are we going to do if so-and-so is not there? Or what are we going to do if so-and-so is not optimal? What happens if they don't get us our next um, marching orders and the reality is i don't know that i subscribe to that kind of leadership anymore i think when i was younger um, as a younger leader you know after you finish the assignment you go and you look for uh, somebody to tell you what to do next i think that that kind of leadership is antiquated and outdated now i know and i understand um, there are some times in uh, leadership where you do need to know what's happening next because you may move on to uh, the next assignment and find that you have moved ahead of what the next step is and you may actually have to undo uh, what you were actually trying to accomplish because it doesn't go with the flow of what's actually happening to your organization and maybe this is a good place to plug a, a short story I remember um, many years ago uh, one of my first jobs Um, I was working with my dad. Uh, He used to uh, be a carpenter when he was, you know, a full-time worker. He's retired now. um, But he was really good and is still very good at what he does. Like, the work that carpenters do, um, absolutely incredible. So in one of his jobs, uh, when he would have been building a house, he went to uh, the foreman of the site and said, you know, my son is just a little high school guy trying to make some money Uh, during the summer so that you know he can whatever Uh, so the foreman said all right bring your son um, you know and we'll see if we can find him something to do and of course uh, when I get there because I don't have the same skills as the carpenter um, the carpenters on site or the people that are responsible for the cement work etc etc I end up um, being a general laborer and this general laborer job it's not hard work but it's monotonous work. And when I say monotonous work, I mean you're doing the same thing over and over. So my job basically is once a house goes up um, and it's framed and the roof is on it, um, after the drywallers come in and they make a whole bunch of mess, it was my job to sweep the floor and scrape the floor in preparation for the flooring to go down. So when I first arrived um, to this job uh, with my dad, Um, The foreman tells me, I want you to do house one, two, three, four. And when you're finished house one, two, three, four, you know, come back to me and I'll tell you what to do next. Now, the problem with that, uh, for those that really know me well, is number one, I don't like to walk. And number two, um, I kind of like a small measure of autonomy. And when I say autonomy, what I really mean is I want to be able to uh, define how I'm going to do what I'm going to do without always having to go to somebody to tell me what to do. And it's not because I'm rebellious or anything like that, but I guess when you're like a leader, sometimes you want to be able to lead. So after a while, what ends up happening is, I realized, you know, like this is the job that needs to be done. Um, I do what he says to be d- uh, needs to be done, and then I start looking for other houses where I can do the exact same thing and make sure that those houses are clean. So when my dad drops me off in the morning, um, rather than going to see the foreman, I'm like, "Look, I know what houses are coming next because I can see where they are in the process. So I'm just going to go into those homes and begin to do my work." So here's what happens: my foreman doesn't see me and doesn't realize that instead of just coming to him and asking him every single day what is it that I'm supposed to do, I'm now doing my own thing. So he's hunting for me. Okay, we're still talking about leadership today and moving from dependence to independence. He's hunting for me, can't find me, and what ends up happening is he actually finds the guy that I'm supposed to be working with. Now, this guy, I got to be honest with you, he was lazy, and when I say lazy, I mean like lazy. So he would come, and he would find a house that was in the middle of nowhere, and he would go into that house, and he would sleep for most of the day, and then he would come out all dusty at the end of the day, saying, oh, I, I was in this house, and I was in that house, and blah, 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 and he was actually really, really lazy. It was actually funny to watch this guy not do his job every single day. So my boss, the foreman, understanding that, um, he thought perhaps that I was developing that kind of methodology of work where I would just hide and hope to get paid uh, at the end of the day for work that did not happen. So here's what he does. He fires the other guy because he finds him sleeping on the job. And when he can't find me, he actually tells my dad that when I finally show up for lunch, after lunch, he no longer needs my services. So he fired me as well. So here's where it gets good. After lunch, my dad says that he... My foreman was looking for me, couldn't find me, and because he couldn't find me, he assumed that I was not doing my work and I was going to get fired. So I went to the foreman and said, why are you firing me? He was like, I couldn't find you, and so therefore I have to let you go because you're not doing your work. So I say to him, did you check houses 1 through 10? If you go to those houses, even though you didn't send me there, you will find that every one of those houses are immaculate because the drywallers have already gone in there and they've already done their work, and so therefore, look, I've done what you what you asked me to do. So as I'm leaving, and I'm, I'm upset because I've never been fired before from any job, I'm upset because this doesn't look good on my dad, and I know when he gets home, if I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, then that's another song that I'd also have to be singing, but when he fires me, I say to him, well, you could fire me if you want, Uh, I'm not going to argue with you, but I think that you're going to have to owe me an apology when you realize that I've been doing what I'm supposed to actually be doing, so I go home that evening, and then later on that evening, I get a call uh, from the foreman apologizing and asking if I could come back uh, the next day because he was wrong. Now anybody that knew that that knew that foreman knew that that's not a guy that actually says sorry for anything at all. He was a very rough and tough guy. He was able to get the job done, um, but if I were to categorize him as a leader, I would say not necessarily the best leader, because his style of leading was too clingy. He liked it when people would come to him. Uh, There would be times where I would observe that things that he could have been outsourcing and giving to other people to do, he would actually take that work up because he liked to be in the middle of everything. So here's the thing then. um, I discovered out of his leadership style that I don't ever actually want to lead like him. And here's the thing with leadership we're constantly learning, we're constantly evaluating who we are, we're constantly making observations about how people lead and how other people don't lead, and the reality is I actually think that it is a good thing when you can give somebody something to do as a leader and then kind of fizzle away and back away from that individual and see what it is that they are actually going to do. And here's one of the things that I've discovered, okay? That when you begin to back away from those that you have to lead, two things are going to happen. And I hope you're listening to me on this one. Number two, they are going to become extremely autonomous, which may be a credit to your style of leadership. Or number two, they are going to go back to what it is that they are accustomed to doing. And that may not necessarily be a... Uh, A faux pas on your part But what it does say is Is that maybe change And moving from dependence to independence Isn't as easy as we think it is You know, I remember when my kids were like younger, they would always come and they would always say, okay, this is what I'm about to do. And they would show me what they were about to do. And then they would go and do it. And sometimes uh, somewhere in between, even if it was just a minimal task, they would come back and say, is this okay, daddy? But as they're now getting older, one of the things that I have discovered is the things that they used to ask me for or seek my approval for, they're no longer seeking it anymore. And if I'm to Be even more honest Initially that was tough I mean because you know I'm a hands on type of dad I am one who leads with, you know, I like to get on the ground and I like to do things with them and I like to draw with them and I like to do the arts and craft with them and I like to do the sporting things with them, but the reality is, is that the longer you live as a leader, right, and I'm not really talking about parenting and yet I am, but really I'm talking about leadership, the The reality is, is that after a while, depending on how you lead, it is a check mark and a compliment to your leadership style when individuals that you are leading are able to lead without you, even if they don't lead the way that you would naturally lead. All right, let me try and say it another way. The, The challenge around moving from dependence to independence is this, that if you are leading well, you always have to have your next move in sight before you arrive at your current destination. So what that means is is that part of the reason why people are unable to move from dependence to independence from you is that you haven't given them enough data, enough information to kind of keep them going so that once they get to coordinate B or C or D, they know that the next move after that is going to be E, F, or G. And if you are doing it well, It almost challenges you as um, the, the leader to know where you're going so that you don't have a lot of idle time so that those that are following you or working with you or leading with you, they are not stuck to, well, what's next because you haven't figured it out. And maybe this is one of the reasons why, I don't know, um, I'm not necessarily a fan long-term of micromanagement. I know that you at times have to do it early in the stages of of the work that you are doing when you're leading, but long-term, the longer you lead, especially if you are leading the same group of individuals, the best thing you can do for them is not necessarily handhold and hold their hands um, at every juncture that they're going to, but what you have to do, as a leader, is discipline yourself so that you are constantly thinking about where are we going next while they are working on the current assignment. See, I'm giving away all of my tricks on this one, this first uh, recording for 2023, because if you are not um, leading and plotting the course constantly then what ends up happening is is that you don't give those that you are leading the luxury of understanding how to redefine what it is that they have to do to ensure that they are also growing as leaders, and this is part of the conversation that we had, you know, a week or two ago around training those that will succeed or that that will come after you, um, because if you are doing this thing well while you are leading and moving these people from dependence to independence, you will find that out of that group, there will emerge somebody who now understands what is required in order to do the work well. And even if they come to you, they've already surpassed you. And I keep saying this, and I know that some people may not agree because it sounds weird. I think that one of the greatest compliments that you can pay or, or that can be paid to you as a leader is when you can safely say that multiple independ, uh, individuals on your team have been able to surpass you because of the type of leadership that you have provided. And maybe I'll even go as far as to say this, because here's the other piece to this. In leadership, even in the immediate moment, how you are leading is constantly becoming an antiquated style because the generation that is coming after you is already developing their own leadership style based on what is required for their generation, right? So again, we're talking about this dependence to independence thing. We're not just trying to get people to work without you and develop their own skills and their own autonomy. We're also trying to show them the principle of what it is that they will need to become leaders so that they are not trying to lead this way 20 years from now, but they have learned um, the appropriate uh, principles that will allow for them to be cutting edge, even though the methodology is going to be different. And so here's what I also have discovered, right, especially with my son, who's nine um, he's an independent the- thinker, and you know he's really into Lego and stuff like that. You know, initially when we started on this Lego journey together, um, I was showing him, you know, this page to that page, and then after a while, I think it just became overwhelming to him. Um, you know, he would start to do it without me, and that's okay. But I would still observe him from a distance. Here's what I've discovered: he has become so good at this Lego thing, this um, working autonomously. And working alone and still being able to put things together that I've literally watched him skip some of the pages of the Lego diagram because he knows where it's going based on the fact that he's been putting some of these different pieces together. And so I think... Uh, and I could be wrong, but I don't think that I am. I think that this next generation of leaders that are going to be effective, the ones that are going to do very well, yes, they will understand the need for mentorship and guidance and tutelage, but I think that the next generation of leaders that are really going to thrive and excel especially since we're now working in a setting that is a hybrid of both in person as well as at home. I think the next generation of leader that is going to do extremely well are those that have the ability to not only show and model and mentor, but they also have the ability to anticipate what the next moves are going to be based on the marketplace before the market gets there. And if you're one of those leaders who has now discovered the ability to anticipate where things are going and change your style of leadership, even though the principles may be transcendent, then I think at the end of the day, you are going to be a leader that everyone is going to want to have their hands on. And if you are that kind of leader, don't be intimidated. Don't be nervous. Don't be afraid to share what you have with those that you are mentoring because at the end of the day, if you're doing this thing well, one of the things that you should be able to do is work yourself out of that job and find a new job so that your skill sets can be used wherever it is that you are and also so that those that you have worked with, they will always have a name for you as the one who has taught people how to move from dependence to independence. Thanks for listening. I'm happy to be alive, but I'm also happy to continue to share these lessons with us as we grow together, because you've got to be the type of leader that moves from people, moves people from being dependent on you to independent from you. And that's how you'll know that you've done your job. If you want to hear from me, bstlinc21 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, and please enjoy. And remember, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on whatever platform you find this in because we're going on this journey of leadership. Take care. Until next time, this is Andre.